Good Morning Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. It is a crisis. So don't you need the help of the Homeland Security Secretary instead of trying to impeach him? <laughs> We've been asking uh, Alexander, uh, Secretary Mayorkas since he took office to enforce the law, to do his job, and he's done exactly the opposite. I think he almost said Alexander. Alejandro? I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. And can I start with a, uh, a complaint? Can I start with a complaint? If you're face the nation, they, they seem to be running into this problem. Um, you, you 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 cannot have like Mike Johnson on and then also have Mike Johnston on on the same day. <laughs> you cannot do this. This is not fair. They ran into this same problem they had last last week with a couple of different mayors. Mike Johnston is the mayor of Denver. Mike Johnson is the uh, speaker of the house. Hmm. Just too much confusion. Anyway, so Margaret Brennan is talking to Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, about Alejandro Mayorkas, the um, Secretary of Homeland Security. And he's got really doesn't pull any punches in his assessment of Mayorkas. I believe Secretary Mayorkas is an abject failure, but it's not because of incompetence. I believe he has done this intentionally. I think these are intentional policy decisions that he's made, and I think there must be accountability for that. And, you know, he says basically he has lied to them uh, all the time over and over again. And as he said, you know, there has to be something done about that. Secretary You're going to the guy you need to negotiate with. Secretary Mayorkas is not a good faith negotiating partner. He is unwilling to enforce existing federal law. Why would we believe that he would do uh, any new provision? He's lied to Congress repeatedly. He's lied to me personally. About under what? oath. He stood in front of my committee on multiple occasions and insisted that the border is closed and secure when everyone in America knows it's not true. So they're looking to impeach Mayorkas. They're looking into impeachment of Biden. He said that he's not predisposed to an outcome of that inquiry. Um, I suppose while we're at it, we could add uh, Lloyd Austin to the mix, you know, <laughs> right? We could just, you know, Secretary Austin, who decided to go into the hospital for an operation and um, apparently didn't tell anybody he was going to the hospital. I mean, he did transfer authority, so that's good. You know, it's not like nobody was running the Pentagon, just that the person who was running the Pentagon, his deputy secretary, was um, unaware that he was in the hospital for several days, just like the president and the National Security Council and uh, apparently everyone else in the whole country didn't know that he was not just out of pocket, but like, you know, really out because there were complications connected to the surgery, uh, mysteries about which we don't know anything and which I don't know that we can expect to know anything. 
As of last night, we know Austin was still in the hospital. A Pentagon spokesperson says he is recovering well and in good spirits, but said there is no date for his release at this time. When Austin is released, many lawmakers are calling for consequences and a briefing over the lack of transparency. The Pentagon says Austin was hospitalized the evening of January 1st for complications following a recent elective procedure. His responsibilities were transferred to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks on January 2nd, but a senior U.S. official tells NBC News that it was not until January 4th that Austin's deputy was notified about the hospitalization. And that's the same day that Pentagon also informed White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who then told President Biden. In a statement, Secretary Austin says he's very glad to be on the mend and says he recognizes he could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. It's still unclear what elective procedure the secretary had or what complications it caused. So we still don't know what he was having done. We don't know what was the problem. We didn't know he was even doing any of this for a while. And oh, it's all fine. It's all fine. No big deal. Don't, nothing to worry about here. Nothing to see here. Just move along. Move along. 437-1620. We are uh, keeping an eye on the storm that we're expected to get overnight tomorrow. It's 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, I, te- I checked because I always appreciate you guys asking me questions because then I find out who to ask. But uh, somebody asked me, what does this mean for school tomorrow? Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm, good question. Because if the storm is supposed to be at its worst... In the morning from 3 a.m. to 9 a.m., that's school bus time, right? Let alone just, you know, parents and their kids, but that's, you know, driving them or walking, that's school bus time. So what? Uh, what's the truth? Well, I contacted both school districts, and here's what I can tell you. Santa Rosa County School District. We are currently monitoring the storm system and following guidance from the Mobile Weather Service and local emergency management. We'll be briefed at 10.30 a.m. this morning to discuss the incoming storm. If there are any changes to school operations, we'll be notified by class tag, email, text, direct webpage, social media, and local media outlets. That's us. Uh, And then I also checked with the Scambia County School because, you know, same question, both districts. We will be in close communication with the Emergency Operations Center this morning. We'll make a decision based on that collaboration. When we do, we will do a press release and post any changes to our websites and social media platforms. Uh, And I actually followed up with Eric Gilmore because I forgot to ask him while he was on. And he said, yeah, we're going to be having that conversation at noon today. So my short answer to you is this. We don't know what the storm is going to bring for sure. The worry is high gusts of wind, very high likelihood possibility of tornadoes okay uh ef2 is you know that's kind of what they're warning us about this possibility eric gilmore says prepare for it like it's a tropical storm and so um that means that tomorrow the kids may not be going to school but of course they can't call off the buses at 6 a.m right doesn't i mean that's very difficult to do so they're probably going to have to make that call today And uh, I I am not speaking for them. I'm just saying it seems like a pretty good likelihood that schools are going to be canceled for tomorrow. It seems like that's that's at least plausible that that could happen. So you might want to start preparing now for if that turns out to be the case. So you're not caught unaware, you know, later on today when the announcement comes. So just, you know, FYI for the parents. 
that's something you want to be paying attention to today. 716 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Austin is sitting in for Jake this morning with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you, Andrew. Looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas has not been too much to report on so far this morning. Uh, if you're traveling down Mobile Highway, traveling westbound in particular, uh, towards the intersection with Woodside Road, we do have some uh, congestion in that area. So if you're heading in that direction, look out for that. Other than that, it is just, you know, basic intersection, red light traffic, nothing too severe. I'm Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much. Uh, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors is a great place to go. One of the advantages they have is that they have so many different kinds of cars all in one place, about 300 on the lot at any moment. And, you know, we drove by, past there the um, on Saturday. We're coming back from our bike ride in Orange Beach, and we drove past. And I thought, oh, they do have a lot of stuff. And the way it's laid out, if you've never been there, is the trucks are in one area, and the vans are in an area, and the SUVs, and the sedans, and the compacts, and the Jeeps, and the sports cars. And so you can, it's almost like you're going to six or seven different, I mean, you're not, but it's kind of like you're going to six or seven different places where they only sell that kind of thing. In, in the sense that you can get a sense of the 15 or 20 different varieties of that that you might be interested in. And then you can, you know, taste them, right? You can taste test them. You can test drive them right side by side, sit in them, drive them, try a bunch of different things. And you don't have to go all around town looking at your options. You can even, and I recommend this, why not make fun out of it? You know, you're going to buy a sedan, test drive an SUV or a sports car. I mean, just, you may discover, no, don't need that. Or like, oh, hmm, interesting. Let me reconsider. And that's the point. Use the opportunity to see so many different kinds of cars and trucks and make, you know, like expose yourself to something you might not have otherwise looked at. Frontier Motors is a great source of good quality used cars serving the Pensacola community right behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home practicing calculus. You made fun of her a lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis & Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Are you rushing to an appointment? Have you been late for an appointment? Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto man once to die. Unless Christ returns in our lifetime, we all have an appointment with death that none of us will be late for. Possibly the most remarkable thing about Jesus Christ is that he conquered death. He died, but three days later, up from the grave, he arose. It is because of his sinless life, substitutionary death, and resurrection from the grave that he now offers sinners like me and you eternal life in heaven with him. I urge you, don't delay. Confess your sin to him and call upon Christ today so that you are prepared for this appointment. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. 
What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwaters on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. You know the law two men enter, one man leaves. Two men You could say the Iowa uh, caucuses would be uh, Thunderdome, except that it'd be two men and a woman enter. <laughs> and probably all three leave in the end, really. So nobody dies. That's the good news. 722 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And, uh, oh, my goodness, the immigration topic is, was really the big subject over the weekend. Like, all the talk about immigration and, you know, Mike Johnson and the plan that he wants with his uh, five different things. There's actually a lot of things that the um, Republicans want, but basically saying that um, you know you got to reform all of it, or there's no point to any of it because every piece of that has to do with the impact that we're seeing on our streets. You also had this um, again bizarre thing with uh, you know Lloyd Austin is uh, just suddenly in surgery for who knows what reason. Oh, and also um, apparently you know doors fly off of planes at low altitudes. So that's not the kind of thing that we were hoping for. New images show the focus of the NTSB's investigation. The gaping hole where a sealed and plugged door hole blew out in a violent explosion as the brand new Alaska Airlines plane was flying at 16,000 feet on its way from Portland to Ontario, California. The pilots wearing oxygen masks forced to make an emergency landing back in Portland. There was a big uh, boom or a, a mini explosion in the rear of the plane, moisture and fluid, almost like a cloud rushing from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. Blew my hat back. Folks in front of me, their hair was blown back. I feel like my hat and my hair are the lesser parts of this story. <laughs> But, you know, cell phones getting ripped out of people's hands and they've found some of them now. This not really a door. It's like a potential future door is kind of the idea. If you looked on the outside, it looks like a door hole. If you look on the inside, it doesn't look like anything at all. And we don't know quite what happened. But one guy. I didn't want to look back to see what was happening. Uh, I knew something happened. Who doesn't look? And my focus in that moment was just breathe into the oxygen mass and um, trust that the flight crew will 
will do everything they can to keep us safe. Don't look. How would you not look back to see what happened in the fuselage of the plane behind you when the wind, the air pressure changes and the oxygen mass drop down? I don't know how. I mean, maybe he's like, I don't want to get up and look. But I'm like, just don't look. It's not real. Don't look. It's not real. Thankfully, no one was sitting in seats 26A or B next to the hole. But the NTSB chief says nearby seats are twisted and bent. The empty seats headrest and seat cushions missing, sucked out of the plane. A teenage boy sitting one row forward had his shirt ripped off. <laughs> like, wow. And that's at 36,000 feet. What if it had been higher? Something like that at 34,000, 35,000 feet. It's not just cold weather you're looking at. You're looking at a, a lack of oxygen and pretty significant consequences very early from that lack of oxygen and folks in the in the cabin. I'm be super worried about those consequences. Uh, Jennifer Homendi, I don't know. She's on the NTSB board, so she's actually the chair of the National Transportation Safety Board, but uh, nobody was hurt. The uh, 737 MAX 9s, the, the fleet has been grounded. There's only about 100 of them out, apparently. And uh, it hasn't affected any of our transportation here in Pensacola. No flights delayed, in or out. So it's, I mean, 100 is a lot, but it's not that many, really, at the same time. But, uh, you know, that's... Uh so there you go. Uh, happy flights. Uh, 725 on News Radio 92.3 and 4. It's kind of like, you know, we were going on a cruise, and, you know, the, the, the week after we went on the cruise, a beach that we went to had... Uh, a horrible incident where a guy from here actually wound up drowning at that beach. And, you know, you hear these stories about cruises getting sequestered for COVID. And you're like, oh, we'll go anyway. Look, it's, you know, weird things can happen in your car. Weird things can happen in your home. Weird things can happen at your business. And apparently weird things can happen at 16,000 feet on a Boeing 737 MAX 9. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jake is out today, but Austin has our traffic on the fives. Austin? Looking at uh, traffic here, uh, Mobile Highway intersection with Woodside Road. If you're especially if you're traveling uh, westbound towards Woodside Road, there uh, that is going to give you some trouble. It gave us trouble in our last update. Uh, also, Pensacola Boulevard now giving us some issues as well. If you're traveling southbound towards West Nine and a Half Mile Road, we've got some congestion building up there. And if you start traveling even further south on Pensacola uh, West Detroit Boulevard, the intersection there has some backups leading in that direction. Other than that, nothing too severe. Maybe a, 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 a shoddy red light. Maybe, you know, nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. This is Austin Price with News Radio 92.3 giving you your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Austin. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, you know, the story of the day does seem to be that uh, Alaska Airlines flight and the fuselage and the, the door plug falling out. Well, uh, that door plug has <laughs> now been found. so much worse. <laughs> the door plug just fell out. I mean, but it's, yeah. it's bad. It's, is bad. It is bad. Well, they found that plug. A teacher in Oregon says it landed apparently in her yard. Imagine finding that the next day. Uh, they're hoping that development will... Uh, who do you call? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently there's the National airplane. Transportation Safety Board is yeah, who you there's call. There's an airplane yeah. door in my backyard. Who do you call? Uh, Sheriff? <laughs> Not sure what to do here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the good news, I guess, no serious injuries were reported Very in that. Very good news. Um, hey, the new college football national L- champion listen, is going to be. I don't, I don't mean to be yeah. obvious about this, but if people had been in those seats, there wouldn't have been people in those seats. Oh, absolutely. I just. Right? I mean, so that's very, very fortunate. Go ahead, David. Sorry. The uh, new national college football champion is going to be crowned tonight. I'm not sure how many people around Florida are going to be celebrating this or watching this game, but uh, the Michigan Wolverines will be taking on the Washington Huskies in that game. 
And, uh, you know, Andrew, we get a lot of Florida man reports, but how about an Alabama man report today? Oh, I like that. Uh, This is coming out of the Birmingham area. Apparently, deputies in St. Clair County say a man was arrested last week after intentionally crashing his car in a Bass Pro Shop parking lot. Oh, this story gets better, Running into the store and jumping into those giant fish tanks, you know, the ones where they got catfish and who knows what else swimming around in the store, right there in the store, jumping into the fish tank. Um, I mean, at a certain point, you just have to say, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go, go all out, I suppose, I, you know, it, it's one of the, the weird paradox where we find ourselves in and thinking about some of these crazy stories is like, if it was just medium crazy, then it's a crime. But when it's like super full blown off the charts, nuts, you're like, well, I mean, you know. That's quite a performance. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and nobody got hurt except for the door, and hopefully the fisher are not traumatized. I mean, you know, there's lots of good outcomes. But, man, yeah, I saw them like, well, there you go, Alabama, way to keep up the, uh, you know, hold my beer, Florida. So, all right, fair enough. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 729 News Radio 92.3. Uh, again, if you're just checking in uh, and you have kids in school, just be aware that we are expecting some fairly serious weather tomorrow morning, and both school districts say that they are waiting on information from the emergency operations center what they will contact today and you know will they will let you know about kids tomorrow and school bus pickup and all of that whether that's going to be happening or not i just say be prepared for the possibility that your kids might not be in school tomorrow uh let the good times roll let's say le bon temps roule uh mardi gras ball is uh putting on the mall ball the cordova mall ball huge event with ascension sacred heart every single year january 20th it's a good time just had um uh 12th night on saturday blessing of all the floats and you know uh, my wife was downtown at the sanger for the uh the rock symphony putting on the journey and she said that was a great time saw all the floats up and down uh palafox and uh tarragona wherever where is it she's or, um, jefferson sorry and uh you know it's that season so let the good times roll fox news i'm chris foster some House Republicans say there aren't enough cuts in the federal funding agreement announced by congressional leadership. Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett tells Fox they promised their constituents big cuts during campaigns. We're never going to do any of that stuff because we don't have the guts. North Carolina Republican Greg Murphy tells Fox Business the deal's not perfect. But it's the best thing we have to move forward if we're going to make real changes in our debt. The deadline to avoid a partial government shutdown is January 19th. There are strong storms moving across the country. Today's risk will move across the central U.S., bringing heavy snow, blizzard conditions, and severe weather for the Gulf Coast today and the southeast tomorrow. Once the system moves into the northeast and the mid-Atlantic, heavy rain and flooding will be a big concern, especially for the I-95 corridor. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean, there's rain and snow in the Pacific Northwest continuing into today and a tornado risk along the Gulf Coast. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 731 at News Radio 92.3. Right now, cloudy skies, 49 degrees in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. We are expecting a storm with a bit of a powerful punch to move into the area uh, tonight, possibly tomorrow morning. Uh, right now, meteorologists are saying we should expect sustained winds around 20, 30 miles an hour, gusts 40, 45, maybe more. Uh, Also, anywhere from two to four inches of rain, possibly more than that as well. We will get more on this with our uh, Channel 3 weather forecast here in just a couple of minutes. Pensacola police say they're looking for a missing woman that was last seen getting into a yellow box truck last week. 
PPD says 32-year-old Kayla Atwood was last seen in the 2300 block of West Belmont. Her kids were reportedly dropped off at school that day, but she never returned to pick them up. Kayla's described as 5'5", about 170 pounds, long braided black hair with some blonde in it. Uh, She also has Linda tattooed on her neck along with some other tattoos. And if you have any information on her uh, current location, contact the Pensacola Police Department. A man was shot and killed at an Escambia County trailer park yesterday. That happened at the Sable Palm Mobile Home Park on Patricia Drive. The sheriff's office says the victim was shot multiple times, taken to a local hospital where they were pronounced dead. Investigators have not released any suspect information as of yet. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Teenagers learning a lot more than just driving skills at a class in Santa Rosa County over the weekend. This course was really to not help us learn how to drive. It was more to teach us new techniques to learn on the road since we're already experienced somewhat drivers. That is 17-year-old Landon Atkinson. Uh, He and other teenagers were participating in the Teen Driving Challenge class put on by the Sheriff's Office in Santa Rosa County on Saturday. Licensed instructors showed the teens how to improve their defensive driving skills, what to do if they come across a sudden obstruction in the road. They also taught them about the dangers of impaired driving, how to fix a flat tire, all sorts of useful skills. The Sheriff's Office offers these teen driving classes twice a month on Saturdays. The first commercial mission to the moon is now underway after blasting off from Cape Canaveral last night. The first commercial robotic mission to the moon is underway after a spectacular overnight launch by a new kind of rocket called Vulcan. And liftoff of the first United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket, launching a new era in spaceflight to the moon and beyond. Working with NASA, the Peregrine Mission 1 is the product of Pittsburgh-based Astrobotic. The lander is expected to touch down on the moon's surface late next month. I'm Rory O'Neill. And Governor DeSantis denying a report that he could drop out of the presidential race if he doesn't win the Iowa caucus. DeSantis tells Fox News that report is, quote, totally made up. DeSantis responded to the story initially run by TheHill.com over the weekend. He says the report is categorically false and a lie. The DeSantis campaign says he's in it for the long haul. It is 7.35 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Austin, what are you seeing? All right, well, looking at uh, traffic here, Pensacola, or excuse me, Beverly Parkway, if you are traveling uh, eastbound towards North Palafox Street, we've got some backups developing in that area there. Also been having tr- uh, some trouble on Pensacola Boulevard if you're traveling southbound towards uh, West Nine and a Half Mile Road and then further southbound towards uh, West Detroit Boulevard. We've got some issues in those areas. Also, the intersection of Mobile Highway and Woodside Road. Other than that, though, nothing too severe. Uh, it's Austin Price with News Radio 92.3 uh, giving you your traffic on the fives. It'll be a cool start to the week into the 50s and lower 60s. Rain moves in as we head through the afternoon and evening hours, and we have that severe weather risk overnight towards Tuesday morning. 100% chance of rain Tuesday morning as those storms move in. We'll be in the upper 60s to start Tuesday off, but a cold front moves in through the middle of the work week on Wednesday and Thursday. Highs fall back into the 50s. Lows fall back into the 30s and 40s. That's your weather forecast for now. I'm meteorologist Joseph Neubauer reporting here at WEAR News. And right now, it is 49 in Pensacola, 49 in Gulf Breeze, 47 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. 
Samsung has debuted the world's first transparent micro-LED screen, showing three slightly different designs at a recent tech event. Event attendees described the content on the screen to look like a hologram, as if floating in mid-air. There is no word on pricing or when this tech will be available in retail devices. Experts, however, warn it will be a while until this technology is affordable. Samsung's 110-inch micro-LED TV costs $150,000. Merck and company has announced an agreement to buy cancer treatment developer Harpoon Therapeutics Incorporated in a deal valued at $680 million. Merck will pay $23 in cash for each Harpoon share, which represents a 118% premium to its Friday closing price of $10.55. The deal is expected to close in the first half of 2024. Futures are mixed. The Dow Industrial closed up 25. That's your money now. Hey, Dave Ramsey here. For almost a decade, I've been telling you about my friends at Frontier Motors in Pensacola. The biggest reason is they help my listeners save thousands of dollars when purchasing a slightly used car over a brand new one. Consumer Reports says the average new car depreciates a whopping $9,200 in the first year alone. That's crazy. So if you're thinking new, don't. Go see Frontier Motors and see how much they can save you on a current year car with very low miles. And if your goal is to get out of debt, bring Frontier Motors your car and they can write you a check on the spot. Frontier Motors can also do consignments and they don't charge a fee or a commission. Frontier Motors have been helping the people in the Pensacola area for 21 years. They are the go-to dealer for free advice when it comes to buying or selling a car. Please go see my friends at Frontier Motors. And don't forget to tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back Ain't much an old country boy to me can't hack Early to rise, early in the sack I thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm She thinks my tractor's sexy Goodbye, city life Thank God I'm a country boy, it is our uh, monthly opportunity to check in with our good friend and farmer up in Jay, Florida, Ryan Jenkins. He is the owner of Jenkins Farms, and he joins us once a month to just kind of keep us abreast of what's going on in the farming world. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great. By the way, Happy New Year to you. I am. Um, I feel fairly confident I can say this with uh, no chance of being wrong. You were glad to see 2023 go, yeah? 
like no other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Very glad to see it go, and hope we're going to be able to do it again. Yeah, and, and, and nothing at all like that one. That's 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 the idea. So, in case people hadn't been tuning in and listening to us talk about this for the last year, but. 2023 was awful for local farmers. Um, conditions made it so that crop yields were way down, way, way down compared to normal. There, you know, a lot of them, you know, went into debt. As you, as you had said it to me, um, this was a, you know, once in a while, once in a decade, something like this, and you're going to spend the next decade climbing out of this hole. Um, so bad that, you, and tell me what's going on with the planting right now. You're thinking about it, cotton. You might not do cotton this year. Well, I'm considering it. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time this time of the year. This year, we're sitting there staring at the wall just thinking, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot, a, lot, a lot of time this time of the year is spent on figuring, looking at what you did last year, trying to anticipate what the markets are going to be this coming up year and, and the input costs are going to be and trying to see, you know, where can you make the most profit? So... A lot, I'm telling you, days of time and effort are put into this. It's not just to sit down in five minutes and say, all right, I'm planting this here, I'm planting that there. We'll have this many acres of this, we'll have this many acres of that. It's going to cost me this much, I'm going to make this much, and I'm done. It's never like that. This is an ongoing thing. And, you know, things are going to change again between now and actual planting season, which will start the middle to end of April. You know, something else is going to happen in the world between now and then that will affect the commodity markets. But as far as for everything right now, there is, on our farm with an average year, there is no way to pencil out a profit on cotton. We're going in the hole with every acre that we plant. And a lot of years, there might not be much money in cotton, but the peanuts will kind of help pay for it. But with all the money that was lost last year, we got to try to dig ourselves out of the hole. So this year, I'm looking at it as if you're not making money on my farm, I can't plant you this time. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it, and a lot of other people are looking at it. Now, that's going to mess up our rotation. We've talked about the importance of rotation for our crops yeah. before. Um, that's going to mess up our rotation. But for one year or two years, it won't throw you off that bad. You just don't want to continue to do it year after year after year, or you'll ruin your land. So, so that's that's what's on my mind. I might I might I might not be able to get away without planting a little bit of it, but you know, usually it's roughly a little bit less than half and half peanuts and cotton, and so uh, it will for sure be a drastic cutback at a minimum this year. So I would you I mean would you just go full bore on the peanuts or is there some alternate crop that you normally do very little of that would take the place of all of that cotton cotton land? I would probably um I'm looking at planting more soybeans, you know, usually we have a uh, a little bit of corn. That's not looking profitable this year either because the commodity and input prices on it as well. So this year it would look like would be very heavy on, would probably plant the most peanuts we've ever planted in one season. But that's where it gets into, you really can't, I couldn't plant all of my acres in peanuts if I wanted to because I don't have that much equipment to do that many acres. Okay. See, well, I'm, I'm used to doing 
you know, X number of acres of peanuts, well, I don't have enough harvest equipment or capacity to be able to get my crop in in a timely manner in the fall. So that limits me, but I'm going to push it to the max. And that's that's um, what I that's what I was wondering. I was wondering how much, you know, it seems like if the if you could really go zero on the cotton, that all mm-hmm. of the equipment, of course, you have it. You know, that's that's not avoidable. But you at least would avoid a year's worth of wear and tear and maintenance and upkeep on that equipment, which seems like that would help you. But the flip side is you're going to put extra stress and strain and repair and upkeep and maintenance and parts and everything on all of your peanut-related or soybean-related equipment, right? That's right. That's right. So that's that's why I'm not planting even more peanuts is because I just can't physically handle that much with the equipment that I have, and I mm. don't want to buy more equipment because this is just going to be an anomaly year. You know, I'm not going to continue to do this every year. So I need to plant as much as I can plant and still be able to plant and harvest with the equipment that I have Max max the capacity out on that, and the rest of it fill in with something else. And so, the biggest part of that fill in will be soybeans. How um how widespread is this challenge for uh, cotton farmers in the U.S.? Is it just kind of the southeast? And you know, I, what I'm thinking is, if everybody else is choosing like you're choosing, of course, the bad news is that's going to cut into your peanut profit because it's going to be an abundant supply. But it also means that the, the, there might be shortages in the, you know, in the cotton, um, and maybe the price is better for cotton because of. I mean, I, you tell me. Am I thinking about this the right way? You're thinking about it right, but just the way it's set up, and and really the size of the American market. If we all just say the whole country said, you know what, we're going to show y'all, we're not going to plant any cotton this year. Period. It might change. This is just me shooting from the hip. It might change the market ten or fifteen cents per pound. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't just be like a, a a complete drastic like, oh my gosh, the United States is not going to plant any cotton this year. But it would help the market, but it wouldn't just be a cure all. I got you. The market's settling out right now at around eighty cents, and for us to be able to pencil in a profit, it needs to be. Probably a dollar and ten cents okay. somewhere along that that neighborhood to 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 where you felt safe to where just an average year you right. know now if we were to hit a grand slam this year and everything went perfect and we made the best cotton crop we've ever made at eighty cents it probably would pencil out but those those years are few and far between you should you should never figure on that's the only way you're going to be able to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can't bank on the best even only just breaking even. Like, that's not a feasible way to run a business. I get it. Uh, we're talking to Ryan Jenkins. He's the owner of Jenkins Farms. Ryan, hang on for just a second. Uh, let's get Austin in here with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you. Uh, looking at traffic here, if you are traveling, uh, what's this, southeast here uh, on North Blue Angel Parkway towards the intersection with Mobile Highway, we do have some congestion developing there. Same can be said if you're traveling southbound on Pensacola Boulevard towards Broad Street. Uh, and if you are traveling eastbound on Beverly Parkway towards North Palafox Street, we've got some issues there as well. Other than that, there should not be anything in Pensacola or the surrounding areas holding you up too long. This is Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic and weather on the fives. All right. Thanks so much. 
much, Austin. Uh, back to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms. Um, so you guys have got what wheat and oats are in, and um, mostly you're doing a lot of planning right now. But uh, you guys have uh, what Farm Bureau Week is coming up? Where you're going to go to Tallahassee and uh, tell them about all the good news from last year, right? That's right. Uh, Farm Bureau Day for us is next uh, next Tuesday. So uh, Farm Bureau leaders from across the state will descend on Tallahassee, and we get to talk with all of our political leaders there and, uh, you know, meet face-to-face with, with them and tell them, you know, some of our concerns and needs and, and find ways that we can work together to make ag better. So that's always a fun time and a, and a needed time. You know, that's those, those conversations with your political leaders are essential. So that's, that's, that's always an important time. There are a ton of other meetings going on this time of year. That's kind of right now you work on equipment and you work on relationships and you work on education, you know, a lot of continuing education type meetings with different grower organizations and things like that. So even though we're not in the field per se nearly as much right now as we will be again in a, another month or two, there, there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of important work going on on the farm. And the, this last thing before we let you go, Ryan, is um, I know we've talked many times all year about you know how bad last year was. Is do you have a sense yet of how many people left the profession? How many farmers you know just gave up after last year? Was it many, few, none? Um, I don't know right now because really you know some of the money is still trickling in from last year from our from our cotton especially. And the other part of that is going to be this is the time, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the time of year that we get our operating notes, our operating loans from the bank. And, uh, you know, people are people are needing more money this year than ever before. Yeah. So I think that some will be told we can't help you. And they, and they don't really know that yet. So okay. I don't have a good answer for you, but I can tell you I've got friends that I talk to on a regular basis from Texas to East Georgia and anywhere in between. And every single farmer that I have talked to is talking about how it's the worst year they've ever had. Mm. So Mm. there's, there's a lot of that going around and, uh, agriculture really, 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 really took a big hit in 23 as a whole. So it's, it's, it's not good. It's, I'm not just poor mouthing. (laughs) No, um, I know, and you're you're the you're the kind of guy that if there was good real. news, you'd celebrate. You know, it's for you to be so. Uh, oh, absolutely! You know, I, I know. I and know the good news is a majority of us are going to get to do it again this year. That's that's the good <laughs> that's news. Right. God's spared us through it, and He'll. I mean, it. I look at it like this: at the end of the day, no matter what happens, if there's one profession in this world that's needed, it's farming. Absolutely. So I think God is going to take care of us in a way um, that will see us through hard times like this when when we might not can see it for ourselves absolutely amen well uh ryan jenkins he's the owner of jenkins farms up in jay florida joins us typically the first monday of the month but just because it was new year's day last uh we decided to push it to today uh ryan as always thank you for what you do. thanks for putting uh clothes on my kids backs and putting peanut butter in their mouth i really appreciate that sir we'll talk to you again soon Thank you. Y'all have a great week. Be safe out there you too 751 on news radio 92.3 informative local dependable i'm andrew mckay 
Gulf Coast businesses are estimated to lose over $100,000 to email scams. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. It's the season of giving, but criminals know you are more likely to click a malicious link if it looks like a good deal. Be wary of all marketing emails, and your bank account will thank you. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Google Data Revolution Pensacola for more information. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret Offers guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Surprise, surprise, surprise. recognize some of the elements there that's coverdale page so that's uh, what half what's up <laughs> and that's uh oh man i love this out that's good stuff 753 here on news radio 92.3 informative local dependable i'm andrew mckay we are thinking about the storm uh, that is likely to come to tomorrow morning early between about 3 a.m and 9 a.m uh, i talked with both school districts and they are both of the same opinion that we don't know yet we're going to talk to the emergency operations centers later today try to get a better grasp of just what we're in store for tomorrow morning and then how that will affect the buses, buses that have to travel bridges, bridges that are susceptible to winds, kids standing out on corners waiting for the bus in 30 and 40 maybe mile an hour winds, you know, possibility of tornadoes, like all of that stuff has to go into the decision of whether to, you know, cancel now or wait and hope, you know, so uh, they will both, both school districts have said that they will let us know as soon as they make a decision. That'll be later on today. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines this morning. David. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is continuing his latest trip through the Middle East today as he uh, tries to prevent the Israel-Hamas war from escalating further. After meetings with the ruler of Abu Dhabi and the Saudi crown prince, uh, today, Blinken will head to Israel for more talks there. President Joe Biden delivering remarks today at the South Carolina church where nine black worshipers were shot by a white supremacist back in 2015. Biden says he'll deliver a message about fighting hate and extremism. And the Washington commanders firing head coach Ron Rivera. Rivera coached the team for four seasons, made the playoffs once. They finished the season with a record of 4-13. and uh, Washington has hired former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Myers and Minnesota Vikings general manager Rick Spielman to search for a new head coach. 
All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Uh, Austin sitting in for Jake this morning. He's got jury duty. Uh, Austin's got traffic on the fives. Well, if you're traveling southbound on Pensacola Boulevard towards uh, Broad Street, we've got some congestion developing there. Same can be said about the intersection of Burgess Road and North Palafox Street. It's nothing too severe, but it's minor enough to look out for. Uh, and it, the big one right now in Pensacola itself is if you are traveling uh, eastbound on Brent Lane, or excuse me, Beverly Parkway, towards North Palafox Street, we've got some congestion building up there. Outside of Pensacola, if we go to Santa Rosa County and you are traveling westbound on Caroline Street, coming over Blackwater River, uh, trying to get into downtown Milton, we've got backups developing in that area that are pretty severe. This is Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic on the fives. All right. Thanks so much, Austin. We um, uh, watched a little bit of football yesterday and on Saturday as well. Uh, some good games. Um, some games that looked like they'd be really tight, like the uh, the Saints-Falcons game. The Saints mm-hmm. had to win, and then some other things had to fall into place for them to get into the playoffs. So 17-17 at the half. And first thing out of the gate in the second half in the third quarter, uh, Falcons with the ball. Ball game. we got a tie game here. Coming out of the half, these third down conversions are going to be massive. Ritter picked off, intercepted by Alante Taylor. And Taylor gets to the 26-yard line. And it was the kind of break in a game that had really been pretty even up to that point. You thought, oh, this could be significant. And immediately on the second play, the Saints. Carr looking deep, and it is juggled and caught. Touchdown, Olave. This was an unbelievable catch. What a play by the receiver, Chris Olave. So imagine you're running down the field on the right-hand side by the out-of-bounds. You're the uh, Saints guy. You're on the outside, okay? And, uh, you know, the, the corner of the safety is, is, you know, he's on you. And the ball is coming behind him, behind his head. So what do you do? Well, you reach out your arms around his head, and you grab the ball mm-hmm. until it bounces off of his helmet. And then you got to grab it again, which you do. Until it bounces off of your hands. And then you got to grab it again. <laughs> Which is what he did for the touchdown. That's a crazy play. Oh, and they followed that up about four minutes later. Second and ten. Play action. Carr has all day. Taking a deep shot. Shaheed is down there. Shaheed. He's got it. Touchdown. That was a 39-yard shot. I mean, that was a bullet into the end zone. So that was uh, two touchdowns. That made them up 14 uh, eventually Atlanta botched the snap and the Saints recovered and scored again. So they wound up trouncing the Falcons yesterday. And unfortunately, that's all the good news there is for Saints fans because <laughs> the other things that needed to go the way they needed to go did not go. And so the Saints are out of the playoffs. And um, sorry, if you're a Jaguars fan, there's always next year. Um, uh, Tampa Bay is in. You know, Tampa Bay is in the playoffs, so you got that going for you. Um, I know you're a pretty big football fan, right? In fact, right. you you were doing some of the uh, the, the morning drive, sports drive, right? Uh, uh, on last in Pensacola, yeah. yes. And I'm doing it this Wednesday. Are as well. you uh, going to watch the game tonight? Oh, absolutely. Who do you got? Uh, I've got Michigan by a lot or a little. Uh, I've got them by more than five. That's the current oh, spread last okay. I saw. I'll take Michigan by, uh, I don't know, 13. Really? I'll, I'll take them by that, yeah. Did you not watch the Texas game or, oh, no, any, or the game against Oregon? I watched it, but I just know Michigan plays more physical ball. They play in a tougher conference, and not only that, but uh, the passing defense for Washington has sucked all season. Yeah, th- these are all true things. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my God, who's the um, who's the running back that's tiny little guy that's so amazing for, for Michigan? Uh, Blake Corum. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is fantastic He's on top stud, of the yeah. passing offense. So. Should be a good game tonight. That's what I'm uh, I'm I'm anticipating a good game. What I'm hoping for is it's close. Yeah, because okay. every once in a while we get that national championship where you're like, mm, 65 to seven. I yeah. guess I saw the good games last week, didn't I? <laughs>